Good morning, and good evening. This is the Curious Anarchy podcast, and we're here with another episode of Breakfast with Poverty, part two, with myself, Jermaine, and my wonderful and amazing co-host, Mark. How are you, Mark? Jermaine, what a pleasure to be with you. I'm tired of listening to radio <laughs> and TV commentators who are just so, so darling. I come to you and you're just like, wow, awesome guy. So, Yet we haven't even got started. I know, oh, but it, it's got to be said, it's got to be said, seriously. <laughs> the, the amount of dross that's out there, and I don't mean that in a horrible way, I just mean that in a realistic way. It's just, it's just terrible. And then I talk to you, and it's like, wow! Suddenly, suddenly, there's a level of, of uh, what's the word? What's the opposite of word to stupidity? I hope that's not being stupid. Huh? Intelligence, maybe. Yeah, there's a level <laughs> of intelligence in the discussion that, that isn't around in other places, and I just like, wow! I just, you know, I no wonder 28 countries are listening to you. That's and awesome. this, this is what we came to do, right? Yeah, exactly that. Spread, spread the gospel, as it exactly were. That. Um, exactly that. Exactly that. And sharing our thoughts and feelings and opinions with the whole world. We'll get there eventually. I think we're about, what are we? Like, uh, what's it, 196? So we're like one eighth of the planet or something? One ninth? Yeah, <laughs> man, it's coming. Planet, Don't worry. Something. We're not counting the water. <laughs> you know, the, the gallons of water that lie between countries. We're just counting the countries. <laughs> well, that's fine. But I, I mean, I failed to understand how, you know, there are certain people in history, like, for example, Robin Williams, who throughout the planet, everyone knows them. Will Smith, you know, people know them because they're just above average in everything they do. And you, you fit into that category. So one day, it will be noticed by the whole of the planet, is what I'm saying. Hey. It reminds me of a funny, a very quick, funny story when Rowan Atkinson went to get his car fixed and he took it to a garage. And you know, he's a bit awkward in those situations because garages aren't really him. And the guy kept saying to him, You know what? You could earn an awful lot of living playing a, a Rowan Atkinson. And the mm-hmm. more he tried to tell him I am Rowan Atkinson, the more the guy went, see how good you are, you get a fortune. <laughs> the guy was not having it, but he was Rowan Atkinson. Uh-huh. And I think, uh, you know, one day people will realise that we've got the real McCoy here with uh, Jermaine and uh, media will take notice properly. That's all I'm saying. And yourself as well, Mark. Now, while we're saying all this, do you know where, do you know <laughs> where the... Do you know where? <laughs> do you know where the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom is at the moment? In the fridge. No, he's not actually. No, for a change. Is, he, is he in Australia? No, he's not. Scotland. No. Italy. You're oh my warmer. god! You're getting warmer. Not tell me he's in the Canary Islands. Oh, you're in the right sort of area, but the wrong country. <laughs> There's a fucking volcano going off in Lebanon. No, 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 he's not there. He's not. No, no, no. He's he's in Spain. He's in the south of Spain, Marbella. <laughs> close, close. He's in Marbella, okay? And he's in Marbella. Well, he's having a holiday. Because he's on a holiday after the tough Hold couple on. of years he's had. So he's on oh. holiday. Hold on. on holiday? Okay. Wait, wait. We're going to get to that in a minute. Please. Save that. <laughs> Put that on pause for a moment. I hear you asking me, Jermaine, where is he staying? Where's he staying, Mark? He's staying at the home of one of the House of Lords, members of the House of Lords, who's given him his holiday home. I'm guessing because Boris probably made them a member of the House of Lords. More than likely. <laughs> so he's staying there. He's not staying in Butlins or anything like that. He's staying at the home of this Lord. Um, Shiloh, come say hello. Say hello. Shiloh! Say hi, Curious Anarchy hi, listeners. Curious Anarchy. 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 Listeners. Listeners. Hey. Hey. Shiloh. Yeah, so he's staying at the house of this lord for his holiday. Do you want to get your coat? Go and get your coat. I was hoping you were saying that to Boris. Okay, no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about the <laughs> right time. Go, yeah, go, go fetch your coat, fella. Um, 
Now, why is he staying there this week, Jermaine? Why? Of all weeks to be away. What? What's of all periods of time to be away? Well, what's it's significant? Like, what's like going, significant? Like, they've been calling this a war, and he's away on holiday. Yeah, but what's significant about today in particular? Oh, bear with us. Wow, it's a beautiful noise that's coming from the south of London today. Wonderful. Yeah, we're not, we're not in the south of London. We're in the, oh. the south southeast coast of uh, England. The southeast coast. Yeah. Dover, Brighton. Uh, I think it's the south Suffolk. Suffolk? No, that's not. It's the east coast. It's not east coast. It's yeah. north. It's north of, of London. So it's the. It's the, well, it's the uh, yeah, kind of. It is quite a lot, considerably. <laughs> Um, anyway, so why has Boris chosen this week, or why is this week relevant that he's not in the UK? Why is that? Well, a report came out today. A report following an investigation that, if you remember, started last year to find out the UK's response to the pandemic. To, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, hold on. The government, <laughs> Boris and his friends, said, yeah. "Oh, hey, let's let's do another inquiry." Well, the, <laughs> yes, but this one predates a lot of the other ones that they were going to do. If you know what I mean, this was one of the first ones because it was to look at the fact there'd been a lot of criticism about how many lives were being lost at the beginning of the of the pandemic. Some people would argue way more than was necessary to have been lost, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, so two different inquiries investigated the UK's response to the virus. And, and what are they is, saying about it? This because is the headline. This is the headline. Like, we, we, okay, let's, let's just briefly paint the picture of last year. Um, when this virus began to creep in and, and right, okay. all of the measures. Can we kind of take everyone through the steps? Um, so so it started... On in the UK. So for people not in the UK, it started with, obviously, people know that COVID broke out, in, let's say, in the Asian region and then spread very quickly across the world. Now, yeah. at the time it was spreading across the world, yeah. when we first got notice of it in the UK, around January, February, March we got notice, January, February, we got notice of it. You will recall that, that Boris Johnson missed five COBRA meetings. Yep. Meetings to plan how to deal with yep. the virus, yeah? Now, that those <laughs> meetings would have informed him. They would have informed him that many countries already have a blueprint of how to deal with this. So instead of following the blueprints, they went, I don't know if you remember, but they went initially for the idea of letting everyone in the community catch COVID and then having a resistance to it. So if you didn't die from it, you'd be resistant to it. Lambs to the slaughter. Can you remember that? Oh, yes. Herd immunity is what he called it. That's the one. That, it was that, herd that was the buzzword that was going around. At and the do time. you remember what stopped herd immunity? Herd immunity, sorry. Do you remember what stopped it? Wasn't it the pressure from the? Wasn't it the the? Was it the horse? No, it wasn't the horse racing. It was one of the football. Well, it wasn't pressure. All sporting events cancelled themselves. Yes. Right. So therefore, we started following lockdown before there was a policy in lockdown. If you know what I mean. Mm. So basically, all major events suddenly start cancelling, saying we're not going to be open to the public. Yeah. And so the government were left with no option but to enforce <laughs> an idea of a lockdown. To, to follow the, the corporates. Well, to, well yeah. <laughs> to put it bluntly, yes. <laughs> right? But they didn't actually have a policy. Now, the headline from the report today is UK's early response was the worst public health failure ever. I think that's pretty accurate. To be quite well, fair, bear I, in mind, I that's feel. A... Go on. But Jermaine, that's a report led by Tory MPs. Both of those two separate reports. Yeah, there was two separate. Who was actually reports. involved in the report? Oh wait, oh, two. So there was the Health and Social Care Committee, and the other one was the Science and Technology Committee. 
<laughs> and both of them you said... You can't disagree with sides, can you? <laughs> well, there you go, there you go. And both of them have said, this is, um, it was the worst um, health, dealing with health ever, ever. So listen to the timeline as well. 31st of January, first UK case. 23rd of March. Oh, was it the 31st of January? Yes. Third, wow. 23rd... I remember, yes. You know what? Was that the Brighton one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 23rd of one. March was the national lockdown. So that's what, two months later? Yeah, two months later. Uh, roughly, yeah. Then March, two months later from that, Test and Trace was launched. Mm-hmm. Now, you will remember there was a woman who was the wife of one of the MPs who was given the order to to oh. be in charge. Remember, she got something like £38 billion to Yeah, to get something to ridiculous. Do you remember that? Um, what was her name? What was her name? I can remember um, I can't. Uh, it's it's She's named after, a, is it something Dido? Yes, Dido Harding. That was yes, it. that's yeah, the yeah. one. Well done, Jermaine. Now, she became a lord. Oh, wow. Year. This year. Wouldn't that be a lady, I think? Sorry, I think you're yeah. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking more of the, the type of the house <laughs> the, rather yeah. than the actual <laughs> The House of Lords. <laughs> Maybe she finally became a lady. Um so she has been rewarded for her utter failing of doing anything around chest and trace of receiving thirty eight billion pounds. Remember last week when we were talking about cutting benefits, you know, the increase in, in national insurance to help support the, the healthcare yeah. System sector. Yeah, yeah. The they, could have done with, they could have done with £38 billion, pounds as a, you know, to, to offset that, couldn't they? Yeah, totally, totally. Well, that 38 has never been explained. Never, ever been explained. Mm. Will that be explained in the report? Or well, as the, report's the, saying, report? the report's saying that our response was the worst in history. And the only upside for the government in the report is that um, but the only upside is that the vaccine rollout was the best response anywhere. Interesting. So, so our, our vaccine response was the best ever, but the actual dealing with the crisis when it happened was like, and not only was it poor, they'd actually done away beforehand, a couple of years beforehand, with the, the things that were in place in case a pandemic happened. Did you hear that? Sorry, say that again. <laughs> so I'm shy, saying not only have they dealt with it badly, but they, they've done away beforehand. The government, Conservative government had shunned a lot of the equipment and stuff that was in place, be, had been put in place before. Because mm-hmm. around 2016, people were warning pandemics would be the next big thing. Yeah. And they they uh, they got rid of a lot of stuff on budget saving things, which they should have been keeping, basically. Take your coat off. So what's going to happen now? Well, we've had this news. There's, so and, and let's, all, let's not forget, this is two reports. We've had the science yes. community, the science and tech community come out and say this response was atrocious. We've also had the health and social care committee come out and right, say so I'm going to read this thing. bit to you. Listen to what it says. The result was too little was done in the early weeks to stop COVID spreading, despite evidence from China and then Italy that it was a virus that was highly infectious. The veil of ignorance throughout which the UK viewed the initial weeks of the pandemic were partly self-inflicted, the report says. Whoa! This was the le- now, the leader of the health and social care one is Jeremy Hunt, who used to be the health minister. Oh, yes. Asked oh, whether herd- oh yeah, yes, yeah. he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Asked whether herd immunity had been a policy in the early days. Jeremy Hunt said he did not think there was any desire for the whole population to be infected. However, he said there was a fatalism that it was likely that in the end that would be the only way that we will stop the progress of the virus. I think we wanted to do everything we could, but once we had concluded there was community transmission, that was going to be very difficult. Now, you have to remember that, um, that what was the guy who, who got, who got the only one who's ever been sacked for having an affair? Matt Hancock, the health so he, minister. Around March, he, 
around March, he downplayed the virus from, uh, you know, when he was asked, when, like, when they were responding to whether it was a threat to the nation, they marked it from a mild threat to a low threat. They actually downgraded it. They down, he downgraded it in his speech in Parliament. Yeah, yeah. Now, all these things are easily forgotten because people are, you know, there's so much has happened since. But, but the, the, the effect of this report is how many people have lost relatives because it was so badly handled. And it makes you wonder. This is, this is, this is like, you couldn't get anything more obvious. No, exactly, exactly. You can't hide this. It's not something that we can just go, oh, you know what, that's, no. you know, it's, it's just government being government. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not that cool. But, but, but the thing about it is, the, 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 the pattern of this government is not to fire anyone or do any reaction to anything like this. So do you remember the thing with Miss Patel where they had no response to the fact that she'd been bullying uh, civil servants. Yeah. There's going to be no response to this. There's no response to this because they don't have responses to these things. They just don't have any 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 response. The UK was one of the first countries in the world to develop a test for COVID in January 2020, but failed to translate it to an effective test and trace for the first year of the pandemic. So testing in the community stopped on March 20th, and for weeks during the first peak, only those admitted to hospital were tested. It wasn't until May. So from January to May, even though we were the first to test, to develop testing equipment, it took us five months to actually have yeah, a testing trace. And that was the NHS one. Mm. And, that, and that was after they tried to create one themselves. Yeah, basically. Right. Okay. <clears throat> now, on on a similar Talk vein, about this, on, a, on a similar vein, just to show you how um, poor just the, the, this 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 system of government is. Um, this week, the minister for, for Northern Ireland uh, is going to go to Europe. I think his name is Brandon Lewis, and he's going to go to Europe this week. To ne- try and negotiate, remember our old friend, some kind of um, border in, in in Northern Ireland. Do you remember oh, yes. that whole discussion we've had? That years, old one. Yes. yes. So yes. he he originally came up with a plan that that he said was perfect, and because he said it was a perfect plan, even though there was no plan in place, as you know, there's nothing in place for Ireland, <laughs> Northern Ireland. <laughs> He was another one who was made a lord. I think he got a CBE. Wow. And now he's going to Europe to negotiate, to, to get a plan in place, instead of the perfect one that we have at the moment. That was his one. This is what, what we're what being led by. Exactly. This what, is what, what is we're being point? led by. Why, why, like, we've got this stuff here. Why are we going away? In terms Doesn't of what, what do you mean? Sense. What do you mean? Why are we going away? Why are we, we going? Have... Why, why are we looking elsewhere? Why are we looking outside of what we already have? Because there isn't anything in place. That's the problem. And this is is. <laughs> so he this, his this, perfect this is, plan this is like the 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 paradox, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There isn't anything in place, but they want to put something in place. But, but the whole idea was he had something in place. His idea, whatever they came up with, was meant to be perfect. So and they overrode got... him, or did he suggest that they look elsewhere? No, it, but the problem is that it's not, it's not there. It's like the king, the emperor's new clothes. Where is? <laughs> see, well, okay, this so mystical... this we left Europe. Deal that we've exactly been that. Exactly. About for years. Like... So Jermaine, we left Europe, right? And. Everywhere else except for Ireland, we have clear boundaries and borders where people have to fill out huge amounts of paperwork to get into the country. Like if you're an HGV driver, to get into the UK, you've got to fill out pages and pages of paperwork. The only place where that isn't applicable 
is the border with Northern Ireland because Southern Ireland is part of Europe. But now the, here's where the, uh, the conflict comes in. Yeah, because because the deal in in Ireland between the South and the North, between the Protestants and the Catholics, was to keep peace in the region, which is done pretty much for. If you're going to put a border, you go against that because they, they they took away the border to allow free movement, which was so. Therefore, you didn't have a problem with Catholics going to the south, etc. So, in a sense, it was it was one country by default, if you like. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is, if you put a border in place, you go back to, to mm-hmm. before All of that stuff that was going before on that before, before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we saw a flare-up of that. Right, exactly. Exactly, yes, yes. And we're going to have more flare-ups if it, if it carries on. But you can't put the... So you can't put the border between Northern and Southern Ireland. But if you put the border anywhere else, you make Ireland, Northern Ireland no longer part of the UK. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's going to Europe to suggest what to Europe, because Europe needs a solution as well, because they have to be able to transport goods into... Southern Ireland, because our Southern Ireland is still part of the European community. Mm-hmm. And Britain wants to ensure that it doesn't then go to the north of Ireland, which is part of UK territory. Mm. Are you with me? Yeah. So he has to find a solution to this. So one solution, remember, I think the solution we last ended up with was that the borders in the North Sea. Yeah. Sorry, in the Irish Sea, everyone. The <laughs> Irish. Sorry, that's, got my geography all over the place. Sorry. Yeah, so it's because you're in Ipswich. You phoned me. Yeah, because you're in Suffolk. You phoned me. Um, so, in the Irish Sea is where the border is. That's not. A, that makes Northern Ireland not part of the UK. Because if you lived in Northern Ireland, you'd have to go through passport control to come into the UK. The rest of the UK, you know, Wales, Scotland, and England. Mm-hmm. So he has to find a solution to that. He's going to Europe. Europe are like, I don't know even why you're coming to us, because it's got nothing to do with us, really. But we have to be able to go into Southern Ireland, that's all. It's your problem if, if goods and whatever end up in Northern Ireland. That's your problem, not nothing to do with us. <laughs> but for England, it's a backdoor into England, having goods go through Southern and then Northern Ireland. Right. Because then it's a short ferry across the Liverpool, and you, your goods are in... Or to Scotland, and your goods are in the UK. And that's one way to get around the, uh, the border, right? No, no, because it, no, it's the opposite. They don't want that to happen. Well, no, but the, the thing is, is, is no, that's I think it goes that, against the grain of what of what the because yeah, because what, what I think what they were saying was that they don't want. No. Thank you, Shiloh. He's just giving me a flower to smell. A little daisy. No, it's not a flower. It's a, it's a yes. symbolism of the border. It's not a flower. Yeah. It's a symbolism <laughs> yeah. of the border. It, its head's been ripped off. Exactly. There you go. There you go. That's the pandemic then, really. Okay. Um, so, the, so the thing is, the UK don't want... Like, if the UK could accept goods could go... Th- and people... Goods and people could go through Southern Ireland, Northern Ireland at will, that's fine. And then travel into the UK, that's fine. But they don't, the whole point of Brexit was that you can't do that. We yes, have yeah. stopped, put a stop to the free movement of people. Look at it as people. We put a stop to the free movement of people. So if you want to come into the UK, the only place where you can come into the UK without having proper passport control, etc., wow. is Ireland. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, you have to go through passport control, etc. We go back to the pre-European uh, market days. So we're like, we could be, we might as well be Argentina for that matter. You know, we might as well be another country where if you want to come in, you've got to show visas, and passports, etc. Do that loads of paperwork, then you can come in. Unless you go through Ireland. And that's where the problem is. Mm-hmm. So he, so he has got into that, he's got he has been uh, made a CBE on the background of having organised this agreement, which isn't a real it's agreement. And handling, wonderful, great job, Jeremy. I mean, so, so three people have now uh, 
like knighthoods and, and members of the House of Lords for, for, for messing up. The first one was um, Dido Harding for the not having test and trace. The second one was this guy for, for organising a deal that is not really a deal because we don't have a border <laughs> in place. And the third one is, do you remember Zach Goldsmith? <laughs> Zach Goldsmith. He was a Tory MP. And he his contribution was to make it easier for people to... He, he brought forward a bill to make it easier for MPs to deselect, uh, for, sorry, for communities to deselect their MP. Because it used to be very hard to get rid of someone who's representing you if you don't want them there anymore. Ooh, interesting. And so twice, and so twice, he's the one who Boris is staying at, his house in, in, in uh, Marbella. And twice he was removed from his position as MP by the law he brought in. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, think about that. Exactly. Being, being exactly. the <laughs> Exactly that. Exactly that. So, for failing to be an MP, he's been made a, uh, a member of the House of Lords. Wow. This is the government we have. This is the government we have. And we don't have under this regime, I'm going to call it regime because under democracy, you don't have what's going on now. Because under democracy, you have, if someone, like I even remember... We have already name? established that we are not operating no, exactly. within a formal democracy. But do you remember, who was the lady who was in charge of Germany up until about a month ago? Angela Merkel. She's right. now uh, handed over power now? I yeah, yeah. Any? So she apologised a number of times at the beginning of the, of the pandemic for mistakes they made in Germany. Can you imagine a leader coming out? This is the leader of the country. I don't know how many people are in Germany. I'm going to say maybe 90 million or so. Something like that, yeah. The yeah. Prime Minister. And don't forget, she's a woman also. Yeah. So this is very significant because we've seen how the women leaders, the yeah, female yeah, yeah. leaders around the world, well, it's the same thing with the woman in New Zealand to deal with this a little bit more. Even in New Zealand, she, the woman in charge of New Zealand, a couple of months ago, apologised because COVID had come back onto the island. Can you imagine getting like, you know what? For a lot of people, they don't even get apologies from their parents. So for the no, prime exactly, exactly. <laughs> the prime and I'm going to ask you a simple question. Apologize. Yeah, I can ask you a simple question. We've listed today and, and before numerous times the amount of mistakes and, and errors that the government have made. Ever heard them say sorry for anything they've done? Ever? Never. Never. Ever had someone stand all, all down I've because heard. of professional incompetence? Ever had that? All I've heard, all I've heard is no. the fridge door closed. Yes. And, yeah. ah, smells wonderful, Shiloh. That smells beautiful. Mm. It's a nice, because it's a nice fridge. <laughs> yeah. Flowers. Yes. Flowers. Um, so, this is a very, very significant time that we're transitioning into right now. We're, we're beginning, we've had the reports, two reports have come out and said, you've dealt with this absolutely terribly. Right, the point, sorry, the point I was going to make. The point I was going to make to you is that some members of the committees are very unhappy that the report has come out this week because A, Boris Johnson's not in the country and B, Parliament's not in session. So how do we activate that bill to get Boris out? Wait, wait, do you understand what I'm saying? First of all here, this is quite important. You know, usually MPs have a chance to discuss a bill like this and it's been released the week and he's Parliament not isn't open. And Parliament's not open. Even if he, even if someone else was around, it's not open. They're not sitting this yes, week. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that it could have been. It was ready last week, but it didn't get released last week. Interesting. So they've released it on the week. Is it? How long have they got off? I'm not even sure. But they've did, they've chosen to release it at a time when MPs aren't in the house and Boris isn't in the country. I don't think that's by accident. <laughs> I'd be amazed if it was by accident. <laughs> no. I'd, I'd be I'd be amazed if it was by accident. Now, what I find interesting here, Jermaine, you're doing a series on Curious Anarchy about the Salem witch trials. Yeah. In those trials, women were found guilty of being witches, even when they weren't witches. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. all it took was all it took was rumor and, and finger pointing for someone to be executed basically and it's all based and on it's no, but, we've, but we've moved from that to a time where openly this government has been lying mismanaging causing the death of millions and nothing absolutely nothing will be done and if anything they don't you think those women got a rough deal they, they, they pretty much blamed the people for the spread yeah. and don't you think it's pretty much so saying you know what actually what we're going to do is we we see the January 31st, first case, Brighton. Boom, bing, bing, bing. Surely alarm bells will be going off at this point. No, Remember, no. they didn't believe it. I, I, was working, they didn't believe it. I, I was working for an events company, and we, um, in the January, I think it was middle of January, there was the Chinese New Year. That event got called off. We had a couple of events actually that to see what was taking place in China. They were dealing with whatever they were dealing with at the time. They cancelled loads of events and this this is this is a, a, a worldwide thing this isn't just like specifically with the company i was working for but i could see literally what travel was looking like because of corporate events i was working in corporate events so those events started dropping off through february events just began dropping now when finally the sports industry really took hold of this thing and said you know what screw this we're not going to endanger the people then the government turn around and say, "Oh, oh, oh! Wait, hold on. Um, we've actually got some plans. Let's, let's, yeah, come on. Let's, let's, you know, do the whole social distancing thing, and masks, and bringing all of that. Like, where was the initiative? It should have been the government turning around and telling them, no, we're not going to do this anymore. We're going to deal with this virus, and then we're going to get back, feel back better. That's it. That's." <laughs> Well, That's what the, thing is, the thing is, Jermaine, looking at it now, almost two years later, why is no one to blame? Why is no one culpable? How comes there's... Imagine if it was Jeremy Corbyn. Can you imagine the noise? The Can you imagine the noise? Exactly. So that's the, the point I'm making. The, the anti-Jew, the one that wants to give all the, yeah, yeah, the all people that. free internet, like the socialist, like what? what? I mean, the, the, you're missing the, the Arab-loving person, you know, the one who goes to the... Yeah, that, that one as well. ...meets with a terrorist. But the How many names the, can you call Jeremy Corbyn? So where is the press now about all this? Where's the press? Where are they? Reporting on... On, 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 on these two reports. Well, where are, I mean, and, and there was a, there was a... I sent you a thing today. There was a report in the Daily Express saying, be prepared for food shortages because of Brexit. And it was mirrored by a report they put out uh, two years ago where they said food will be cheaper when we have Brexit. <laughs> so we're same paper, same paper, front page, front page. People can go and check it up on the internet. Exactly the same paper, front page. Brexit will make food cheaper. And today it's be prepared for rises in cost of, of food because of Brexit. <laughs> Fascinating, fascinating world we live in. I mean, and the, what, what, the reason why I brought up your asylum witch, witch, witch hunt trials is because of the hysteria that got people killed mm-hmm. compared to today where you can literally do anything. I mean, we've had the, the trip to Bernard Castle. We had the, you know, no return for money given for test and trace. We've had so many mistakes. People sent to care homes to die, literally to die. Mm-hmm. And not one person has been held accountable. It's quite typical, really. We've not seen anybody in that house be accountable. No one. Uh, in no in one. terms of the Tories, anyway. Yeah, Big no, up no to one. Diane Abbott, by the way. Was it Diane Abbott that, that challenged um, Boris? And she About called what? him a liar in the house. Oh, wasn't that Angela? What's her name? No, was it Diane Abbott or was it? I think it was someone else. I don't think it was. No, no, else. no. It was, um, oh, what's her name? She looks after, I think she's in North. Um, oh, I think I know who you mean. I can't remember her name. Me, I'll, I'll mention it. But, yeah, but, but you know what? You can call people, you can call people names in the house or whatever. That doesn't stop any of this. You know, we need a system in place 
that people are culpable and responsible for their actions. Mm-hmm. If I if I work in a in a I don't know pick of industry, a hotel for example a hotel one and of I, the hotel I, one of the ho- imagine you worked in one of the hotels that Boris had said oh yeah, yeah. hotel you're gonna have to do a quarantine oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you hadn't even been informed. And, 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 do you remember that as well? <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. But imagine I worked in a hotel and I I uh, Boris was staying in it and I wrote liar all over his bedroom wall. I'd be sacked. I wouldn't be told I can carry on working and just ignore it and don't worry, it'll go away. How comes there is no culpability, there's no accountability, there's no morality in this government? I'm just asking a simple question. Why is that the case? And it's a very, very, very good question. So we've got a situation where people in this country are poorer now than they've been for a long, long time. And don't forget, we've had 10 years of austerity before we had the pandemic and before we had Brexit. And people are poorer now than they've been. And yet the very rich, I mean, we, 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 we assume lots of people made money out of Brexit. Lots of money made people made money out of the pandemic. Of course. We've already, we've already seen one person had 38 billion and we don't know what happened to that. And we also had, um, I'm sure it was an American guy who came in to, he came in as a broker that's broke right. the contracts between PPE companies and the yeah, government. Yeah. No, and what happened to him? Ever hear his name again? No. no what about Boris's, Boris spending the public coffers for decorating his flat because John Lewis just wasn't good enough for what you need? Well, it was brought up, but nothing Oh, happened. good. Okay. Oh. Did it, well, so wh- wh- where's all the money? <laughs> This, this is, this, isn't this the money that was supposed to have been invested into the NHS? Isn't this the money that was supposed to be invested into PPE and, and to help the, the nurses to, to survive this, this threat, this war that we're under? So I want to I remind you of something. In the height of the Russian Revolution, Stalin, uh, sorry, Lenin and Trotsky sat down and they talked about their hope that the revolution would spread across Europe. And they said... It will probably spread to Germany, who at the time were, along with England, the biggest nation in the world. And it will probably spread to France. But they recognised it would probably not spread to Britain. Do you know why? Why? Because they said that Britain was a talk shop. It was a country that liked to talk about things, but didn't get <laughs> up and actually do anything about it. Now, we've seen this already with France recently. Do you remember when France, they had demonstrations for like 30 weeks every weekend, people were on yeah, the streets. The, uh, the June uh, Gilet, the yellow jackets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but with them, just a change of their pension can make that sort of thing happen. When you compare that to what happens in the UK, when's the last time you saw people en masse going on the street complaining about something? Last year, during the, um, the the protest, the George Floyd protests. Yeah, but but that wasn't the numbers that they're having in France, and it wasn't the sustainability. I'm talking about every weekend. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about yeah. bringing down the government. I mean, you, where, you know where... what? You know what? I, I, in fact, I was going to say, I haven't actually kept up with these anti-lockdown protests, but I know that they have been happening. I'm not sure how many people are turning up. Well, that's the problem. There's not not a lot of people have turned up because not a lot of and people, people know about it. No, people know, but the problem is the majority of the population don't. That isn't the thing that's going to inspire them to come out on the street. What should inspire them is is what we've been talking about for thirty minutes today. That should be the thing that brings them onto the street. Mm. Not not whether to lock down or not, because that's a new issue right now. Because we're not really in lockdown. We're not, you know, all of that's gone, really. That's well, we had done. Freedom Day back in June. And, exactly, uh, exactly. It's exactly. still here. How can you have freedom when it's still here? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Well, that's what we said that last Who week. Who is doing the mathematics in this government? Well, I don't think they care about the numbers. They never have, really. That's the problem. So you can lose more people than the rest of Europe have in terms of in, in uh, care homes. And they don't care. And also, they come from public schools where you don't have any accountability for your actions. You might just brush it off, say everything is okay, you know, that kind of arrogance, that, that upper-class arrogance that's just horrendous. 
But my question was, and we've moved a little bit off it, is why aren't people taking to the streets to stop this? And and it makes Lenin sound like he was right when he said that Britain is a talk shop. It does. Because, you know, it's all very well saying, I'm angry about this and I'm dead against this. But then doing nothing about it, doesn't that make you slightly, you know... Critical? Or impotent, I was thinking, in terms of, like, allowing... I think that's quite a relevant um, term to use, really. It's, it's, it's... I've seen it all over, throughout life, in different spheres, where we talk, again, this whole idea about being a talk shop, we just talk about stuff, but then we don't actually do anything. We see examples of this stuff, like there was protests in China, there was protests in, in France, they, like protesting real issues. I mean, real you talking about taking away, um, what was it you, you, you said? It changes the pension, to... pension, their pension. Yeah. They change their pension. It wasn't even. I mean, for most young people, that wasn't an immediate issue. But it's the, right. it's the level of common, um, common recognition of, of how to deal yeah. with the community's problems. Yes. You know, and it, the, everywhere, the, even the in Hong Kong. Look at Hong Kong. We should be protesting this shit. We've had news come out about um, exactly they're, they're looking to raise the the the, the age of retirement. Um, pensions are going to be are, are going to be um, what's the term? They're just going to explode. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, even silly things like, like you know, if you're old in this country, you used to get a travel card at sixty, a freedom mm-hmm. pass. It was called. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't get it to sixty-five now; it'll be seventy by the time you're old. And That's then they ridiculous. try to charge. Then they try to charge the elderly for a TV license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they are. They have. Oh, and, they are. Oh, they, and they've oh, changed. They and they've changed the triple lock. They promised old people who've worked all their lives a triple lock on their pension. So the pension will move with inflation and it, and they'll have it for the, their seniority years. And that, they've backtracked on that. I mean, absolutely nothing is getting people out to say this enough is enough. And we know, you know people... You know that term when they say um, you throw a load of shit at the wall and see what sticks? Yeah. Nothing's sticking. <laughs> no, and, and, and and we know, we know, because we had a report the other day, the Pandora report, we know people are storing oh, yeah. money abroad, not putting it into the country, not paying taxes. And we're like, yeah, done that. On we go. So Most people in this country hope to be hope to be in that situation and get enough money so they can do that. That's all they're concerned and, about. And also on top of that point as well, this is just numbers, digits, zeros yeah. and ones. Yeah. Right? Why why? does it get to go out of the country and not circulate through the economy? No idea. How, how is that possible? I no idea. Is that not some sort of, well, like, it's, I don't know. It's legal at the moment. It's legal. Hackership or something. I don't know. It's legal. There's got to be a term for that. It's legal. You know, I heard a report the other day saying that, oh, you know, um, talking about why there's not, why, it, yeah, there was another report that said Britain has the worst environmental record in terms of um, nature and species. And the response was, because too many people are taking up too much of the land. That's not true. What? Opened, yeah, they openly lied, Jermaine. It's not that people have taken up too much of the land. They're, they're, implying, they're implying immigration is causing cities to, to, to become bigger and expand into the countryside. But that's not the issue. The While issue they is, continue to develop the big cities. No, but the issue is, the real issue is, how much of this country is in private hands that you can't even go on that land? So it's not that we don't have the land. Right. It's that who owns the land? Let's, and how did they how did they get to own the land? How did the Queen get to own uh, a, a third of all the land in the country? How do the Saudis get to own? I'm talking country, big, you know, rural countryside land that we could be using for for nature and all sorts of things. We've got one of the worst records in the world for you know like new species. You know, uh, I don't know what you call it, naturalism, whatever, and and. The reason is because it's in private hands and you can't use it. So they pretend we're talking, talking about the common land that we're exist. building on. No, but they're talking about the common land that we're building on, expanding towns. But that's not the issue because three quarters of the country is not is not habitual. No one lives on it. Mm-hmm. So we don't talk about quarters. it. Well, three I don't know if quarters it's... of the country. I'm not sure it's as much as that, but let's say okay. at least half. You know what? You're probably right because they say that the whole population of the world could actually fit into Alaska. I mean, how much of Australia is actually 
habitated by people. <laughs> There's probably like 2%. <laughs> That's 2%. Yeah, it's all by the coast. It's literally all by the coast. You're inland, it's miles and miles. And the UK yeah. is the same. UK is the same. Look, you go to London, you go to Manchester. If I travel with you from London to Manchester, I'm going to pass hours of countryside that is just private land. Yeah, yeah. And they don't talk about it. No one talks about this. You know, they stole it during wars to gain the throne, or the church got it because, again, through wars. Yeah. And who who deems them still okay to have all that land privately? And we're sitting here fighting over scraps. It's it's just we, silly. We, we need to we need to put out a call. I don't, I don't know how. I made a video talking about Curious Anarchy the other day, and I said. Well, why I joined Curious Anarchy is because we don't just talk about things, we actually might try and make things happen. So for us, it's not just enough to say, oh, I've talked about this. It's actually to try and inspire people to do something to make these changes. Yeah, sure, sure. And to me... So what we I, all do as podcasters, it's it's our responsibility mm-hmm. to, to be informing the people of what's taking place, to be pulling people together, um, building back better, um creating um ourselves each one of us as as individuals within this global community within this yeah, national yeah. community within the this other thing is, community Shalane, community as the, the shining beacons yeah yeah but the, but, the, but the other thing is as a podcast there is no safe haven for people that are working against the common good there's oh, no safe haven absolutely we don't allow any safe haven for that so even if we have to bring on people that are doing things actively to stop it, or we just have to talk about it one way or the other, it is not going to pass. So even in, you know, people in China who are Muslims in China, there's no safe haven here. BBC might not want to talk about it, but we will. There's no safe haven for for people that, that uh, honour killing with with uh, uh, women who, who get married uh, against the being forced into marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's no, there's no safe haven. Um, as we children. No one gets a pass on here, no one. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something against the common good, you, you can be called out. And if we can, we'll do as much as we can to make things change from that. Many people join try us. to understand. Please, put in the call out to all of our Curious Anarchy listeners. Join Please, us. join us. Hit us I'm up on the saying. Twitter, hit us up on the Instagram. Get in touch, email us, tweet, post. Jermaine, like, let me just but... say this, let me just say this. Many people have tried to understand what's going on, even talk about it, but our job is to actually change it. It sounds like you're windsurfing. It, it does it. <laughs> the wind has picked up a little bit. And the sky is kind of appropriately looking a little bit grey. Well, there you go. Grey sky. <laughs> I cannot remember what that is. Oh, there's a term for it where the weather represents the emotions of the title. It's, the, uh, it's like the opposite, it's the opposite of that song. I've seen, I've seen a rain on a sunny day. <laughs> I've seen grey skies in the month of uh, not May what month are we in October October yeah which is about right to be fair which is about, yeah I suppose, <laughs> so. I so. Uh, it has been fun today it's been fun to explore this one fun to catch up and fun to also go back and review some of the events that have led us up to where we are now now that we've had the reports the two reports we've, oh, I'm sure there'll be more I'm sure there'll be other mishaps and other, other mistakes and, and, and other, another well the question is how many until people think that enough is enough how many does it take you know there's, you an, old, there's an old there's an old Spanish expression no I don't think anyone I think they'll still vote if they voted tomorrow the, the you know what they're still yeah. getting yeah but there's an expression that I used to hear in Latin America a lot when they didn't like a, a government. They used to say, hasta cuando, which meant until when. And I think for me, that still rings true now today. Yeah. How, how long? Until when will this be allowed to carry on? What's that phrase? Hasta cuando. Hasta is cuando. Cuando is when and hasta is like enough. Yeah. So when is it enough? and I think that's all we've got time for today 
on the Curious Anarchy podcast, right here with Curious News, breakfast with poverty <laughs> at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> well, somewhere it's in the fun. world it's breakfast, somewhere. Right, right. <laughs> One of our 28 countries, someone's having breakfast. In fact, you, you're right, in fact. Um, it would be New York, I think, Eastern time, just about having breakfast around this time. Um, but yes, anyway, it's been wonderful. I'm looking forward to catching up with you in a couple of days and delivering some more updates on what's yeah, happening. Absolutely. People, this is the only forum right now you can hear Jermaine Gregory. So I want to let you know, you need to come on to hear him. And how they're changing. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how these changes are made, if any at all. And also, what, what's the response from the people? What are we going to do about this? There are people out there doing stuff. We know that. We saw Marcus Rashford. There's been numerous other people who, who've come forward to help out during this pandemic. What about what about the payback for them? Jermaine, do we have to wait for a 19-year-old professional footballer to get us to get some kind of change in this country? That's the question. It's going to take a group effort. I know that much. Yeah, man. It's going to take the same group effort that it takes to change anything. You know, every change we've had in this country came because people got on the streets. I mean, I remember when they brought in the council, uh, the poll tax, and people got on the streets and forced the Thatcher government, which until then had not backed down to anything, to back down on it and change it back to something else. So, you know, it's there if you want it, but people have got to be prepared to, you know... To want it. To want it enough. Go for it, yeah. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Hasta cuando? Hasta cuando? I'd love to complete this this episode in Spanish, but I don't know enough. Oh, so okay. I will just say, Does Charlo want to say anything? Does Charlo want to say anything to us? Charlo, would you like to come and say? Would you like to come and sign off? Do you want to come sign off? So that's all we've got time for today. That's all. That's all. We have time for. We have time for today. Today, I have been Shiloh. I have. I have been Shiloh. Been Shiloh. And this is Jermaine. And that's Mark. And that's Mark. Have fun. Have fun. And frolic. And hold the government and accountable. The government accountable. Yeah. I was, I was just about yeah. to use the F word then, like fuck Boris Johnson. But I was like, oh, no, no, <laughs> no. My child doesn't have to hear that. Come here. <laughs> Come here, Shy. Sign off, say good morning. Say, say good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening. And good night. And good night. Curious and Curious and Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Mwah. Mwah.